KMTT, Ki Mitzion Tetzei Torah. You are listening to the Erev Shabbat program. Kaf Zayin Nisan, Erev Shabbat Kodesh Parshat Kedoshim, Shabbat Mavarchim, Chodesh Iyar. And I'm your host, Jonathan Snowbell. We sit in a week between Yom HaShoah, which is marked in it, which is marked here on Kavav Nisan, on the anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. And on the other side of the week, next week we have Yom HaTzma'ut. And it's hard not to take our thoughts in that direction. In this week's parsha, Parshat Kedoshim, the Torah tells us, "V'natatiet panai banefesh hahu v'ichrati oto mikarav amo." And Rashi says, "Hayachid nichrat, aval ein hatzibur nichratim." The individual can be cut off. From Am Yisrael, but the tzibur ain't The entire community can never be cut off from Am Yisrael. God cannot punish off punish Am Yisrael by being cut off. In other words, an individual can lose his chelik in Am Yisrael and his relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but the entire Am Yisrael cannot. The events of the Shoah, on one hand, and the events of Yom Ha'atzmaut, on the other hand, stress this point in stronger ways than we as a collective have experienced for many hundreds of years, perhaps thousands of years. One of the feelings, emotions that Rabbi Mital describes feeling going through the Shoah is the feeling of Yad Hashem. He said everything that happened, good or bad, the feeling of Yad Hashem was apparent. He did not know what the meaning of the Yad Hashem was and what the Yad Hashem was trying to tell us, but the Yad Hashem was apparent. Certainly, while mentioning Rav Amital, and certainly in the sense that Rav Amital is correct, an attempt to explain, justify, give answers to the events of the Shoah is inappropriate, is hubrisful. But one cannot ignore just a read of the facts. The facts are that the Jewish people, it was attempted to destroy the Jewish people, and the Jewish people were not destroyed in the Shoah. With all the destruction, with all the pain, 
of the death of six million Jewish people, the Jewish people as an entity, as a collective, was not destroyed. And that can be said looking at the Shoah in a vacuum. All the more so when we look at the Shoah as a background to the Declaration of Independence of the State of Israel, the establishment of the State of Israel, that when we look at these two events juxtaposed to each other, the eternity of the Jewish people comes across in such a strong manner. And that Pasuk in this week's Parsha, or that Rashi more precisely, Hayachid nichrat, aval tzibur eno nichrat. The tzibur, the Jewish people, is never destroyed, is never written off, never disappears. This brings me to thoughts that on the backdrop of Pesach that we just passed through, on that note we should mention that we welcome back all our listeners after a two-week break that we had to take as a result of Chag Pesach and Sorry for that little noise in the background. Hopefully we've taken care of the problem. At the end of Pesach, we read Megillat Shira Shirim. Megillat Shira Shirim is a very interesting Megillah, a very difficult Megillah. When we take Megillat Shira Shirim and we compare it to other Megillot, other stories, so certainly the coherence not of individual psukim, but the book as a whole is lacking. Is there a description, one description of a story of the Dod and the and the Raya? Is there a coherent story? So this the issue of the unity of the Sefer of Shira Shirim is discussed. Whether it is a patchwork job of separate poems or songs that were written and randomly stuck together. That's one extreme. The other extreme is that no, there's a one coherent story that we can, if we carefully read, we can read from the beginning of to the end, in the beginning, and read at the end, at the end. And then another option, a middle option perhaps, that they are separate stories separate songs, but there is something that connects all of them together and they are placed together. Certainly if we look on a surface level, we see certain refrains repeating themselves throughout the Sefer Yishbat Yedchem Benot Yerushalayim, different psukim of that nature. But the question of looking for coherence or looking for one, for one thread that joins them together is something that we look for when we're really, truly reading a story. We read Megillat Rut, so we have a story, we have a beginning, we have an end. When we're reading Shir Shirim, are we reading a list, a t- 
tale of events, or are we reading something else? My wife uh, nicely formulated to me this week her description of Shir Shirim. If we were to take the life of a married couple, married couple or a couple that is courting each other, perhaps, or both of those together, the courting period, the married period, if we were to take their lives and chart it, but we were to remove all descriptions of events and leave only the emotions behind, perhaps what would remain is Shira Shirim. Shira Shirim then, perhaps not being the description of the story, but the description of the emotions involved in the story between the Dod and the Raya. And in that sense, one would not expect a coherent story. There are times where there's the feeling of being closer, there are times where the feeling is being farther away, there are times feeling of yearning, there are times feeling of suffering, sadness over missing an opportunity. These are the emotions that the loving couple experience over a long period of time. All the emotions. And in that sense, we shouldn't be looking for a coherent story because even if we were to describe our own stories, but without the story, just with the emotions, perhaps there isn't any unity because that is the nature of the, of the book. And in that sense, when we look at and talk about Shira Shirim, we walk away with much more of a roller coaster then. Because it's a roller coaster of emotions. Of the emotions of being in the bedroom together, being close, and the emotions of missing the opportunity so aptly described in the parak of Kododi Dofek, where the Dod is knocking on the door of the Raya and wanting to come in, and the Raya saying, The Raya not coming up to the opportunity, not taking the opportunity, and then when the opportunity is lost, feeling bad that the opportunity was lost. In that sense, with that backdrop, sometimes I feel it's easier to look, evaluate, might even be too strong of a word, our attitude towards the Shoah, our attitude towards Medinat Yisrael, the establishment of Medinat Yisrael on the backdrop of the Shoah, very intense feelings that we experience throughout this week. Where if we take Megillah Shira Shirim and we talk about it in the context not of the Dod and the Raya, but in the context of Knesset Yisrael and Kadosh Baruch Hu, if we talk about those extreme feelings of 
closeness, of yearning, of being far away, of being ignored. All those feelings churn themselves out and display themselves throughout this week. All those questions that Am Yisrael has been asking for generations throughout periods of suffering of Eli Eli Lama Zavtani. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Where are God's brave deeds? Where is his fierce, fearsome self? And that continues to the Shoah as well. And all those questions that we ask God. I heard today a very brilliant Sicha in which the, the the speaker told a story from 18 years ago when his father, a Holocaust survivor, published a book relating to the Holocaust. And today's president, Shimon Paris, was there and he said, I'm very jealous of you, the author, because you're a religious man and as a religious man, you have no questions because you have faith. But those of us without faith, we have questions. To which the speaker, the son of the man who published the book, was asked to respond. And what he continued to do was give a long list of questions that the religious person asked in times of confusion, challenging questions, starting from Abraham Avinu and Stom. And going down through Tehillim and Gidon, etc., etc., and throughout Chazal. The person who is not religious, who does not believe in God, he has no questions because there are good people, there are bad people, sometimes the good people win, sometimes the bad people have. <coughs> sometimes the bad people win. It is the religious person who believes in God, who believes that God created the world, God leads the world, God is looking over the world. It is the religious person who has the questions. Are the questions ever answered? Are there answers to the questions? Perhaps. But certainly, the religious person experiences those feelings of Shir Hashirim, of having those questions, of having the feeling of distance from God, then perhaps through that distance, yearning for God, and ultimately back to closeness to God. And these are certainly the feelings that one who's going through the process of Yom HaShoah and Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut feels throughout this week.